With Jonesy and Amanda. Well, it's Monday. Claire Stevens from Mamma Mia is with us, so that means it's That's Entertainment. Hello, Claire. How are you? Good. How are you guys going? Very well, we do thank all right. you. Yay. <laughs> What's on your radar today? Okay, I've got two stories I need to talk about today that were huge over the weekend, and I need your thoughts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Starting with the story of Hugh Sheridan and cancellation. So a viral article was published in the Good Weekend over the weekend with the headline, they cancelled me as a human, what nearly killed Logie winner Hugh Sheridan. I saw that. Yes, yes, it was massive. Everyone I know read it. Basically, it covered how early last year Hugh was confirmed in the lead role for the musical Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And the show follows the story of Hedwig, who is born Hansel, a boy from East Germany who falls in love with an American soldier and has a sex change operation. The character of Hedwig, a woman, has traditionally been played by a man, whereas Hedwig's husband has traditionally been played by a woman. So the idea of it is that it just turns gender completely on its head. Gender does not matter. So the whole musical is, is kind of playing into that idea of vague gender roles and the writer of the musical has said that the character of Hedwig is not a trans woman but is genderqueer. However, the character is really important to some members of the trans community because of the nature of the story. So when Hugh Sheridan got the role, a group of trans advocates organised an open letter demanding that Hugh be dropped from the role. And it was signed by more than 1,700 people and they said that the character should be played by a trans person. They said the choice of Sheridan was offensive and damaging and eventually the creators of the original musical spoke out and said they didn't believe Hedwig needed to be played by a trans actor. Hedwig had previously been played by Neil Patrick Harris and Andrew Rannells, so some really um, well-known men. But the Australian producers ultimately cancelled the show and a whole lot of people lost their jobs. Um, So it didn't go ahead? No, it didn't Mm -hmm. go ahead at all. Um, And a whole lot of people lost jobs, including a trans woman who was was part of the, the staff. So the Good Weekend article ultimately asked, is this a story of cancel culture gone mad or is it just the cost of rebalancing power structures? Wow. It's interesting, isn't it? And I think Hugh also made the point. So does that mean that trans actors can't play straight roles mm. exactly are they how are we going to limit people because this is what actors do they yeah. play other characters that's what they do yeah it's like that time that rock was remember when the rock was in a movie and he played an amputee yeah yeah and they, and all the everyone was outraged and then he said well there's not many guys that look like the rock that are an amputee exactly that, that will pull the people through the thing and it makes you re-look at at history, you look at, at previous roles that people played and you think, well, would that have been able to happen today? If And I think it's great to, to reassess um, different roles and opportunities and look at how we can have more diverse people in them. But it's it's very interesting in this article, the toll that it took on Hugh and what that means for kind of the future of the arts and yeah. whether we're being too narrow. And it just it just scares everybody, doesn't it? Mm. It's a bit like stroking a cat backwards. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. scared that I'm going to offend people, so let's not put the play on at all. So don't do yeah. anything at all. Yeah. And I think it's important as well that the trans advocates who signed the letter didn't necessarily want the show cancelled. They just mm. wanted Hugh recast. Right. And so I do also feel a bit sorry for them where that wasn't the outcome they were asking for. And so a whole lot of people are saying, well, now the story doesn't get told at mm. all. And they're probably thinking, well, that isn't what we were saying. 
Mm. It's really on the on the production company that they didn't recast it. They just cancelled it altogether. But it is kind of an example of cancel culture and how bloody complicated it is. It's how complicated, complicated it is. I'll think of that Absolutely. when I go and see Guys and Dolls next yeah. time. <laughs> What's going on here? Dolls and Dolls. So Adele was on the telly last night. And there's controversy because Channel 7 Sunrise Weekend guy, Matt Doran, who's a lovely guy, he's got into a bit of controversy. Yes. I am just obsessed with this story. So Weekend Sunrise host Matt Doran flew to London earlier this month for an exclusive interview with Adele. It was part of a million-dollar deal between Seven and Sony to secure the rights for the Oprah Adele interview and her one-night-only performance. He was given 20 to 30 minutes with Adele, which you guys massive, would know. Massive. You don't get 30 minutes with That's Adele. That's a long time. That's Incredible. massive. And according to sources, it became very clear that he didn't have a lot to say about the album. And then Adele asked him what he thought of it and he admitted he hadn't listened. Oh, like, a, I, unbelievable. N- number one rule. We lie. Just listen to the yeah, album. We say yeah, that's it right. was excellent. <laughs> a, I love do your homework, song. and if yeah. you haven't done the homework, lie about yeah. it. He's but on, how hard is it? There's millions of people all around the world desperate to hear her album. <laughs> all he had to do on a 30-hour flight yes. was listen to it. How good is their in-flight entertainment I know. that he couldn't <laughs> listen to Adele? I'll say this. Years ago, I got flown to uh, Ireland, Dublin, mm. to interview you too, and uh, it was for the album All You Can't Leave Behind, which is a very good album. On the plane, I listened to that album probably 50 times over and over again. And we did the interview. The interview wrapped up and The Edge looked me straight in the eye and he said, what did you think of the album? And I said, it's really good. And he says, what do you think should be the next single? And I went, Elevation, straight away. And he grabs Bono, punches Bono on the arm and says, see, I told you, Bono, I told you. Oh, my god! Your man Jones here is right. That's what I mean. Like these guys put their life and everything into their their work. Yes, to not listen to that's it. That's right. That gave and me chills. Adele. Oh, imagine that. Imagine but she's, Adele she's saying, "Poured her divorce yeah. heart through this album. This is how. This is her all yeah. her emotions. Yep. And so, what, what kind of research do you do if you don't listen to but, that? But, exactly. But Matt Doran on the telly, he said he's a huge Adele fan. It's only right we should ask Australia's biggest Adele fan, mm. Matt Doran. I am a monstrous fan, yes. Kylie, and this album follows <laughs> other numerically titled albums. Her Debut was 19, then came 21, and then 25, all reflecting the age she was when Adele wrote them. 30 was mostly written when she was 30 years old. I think he's a big fan of the Wikipedia page. I know. I think he read a synopsis <laughs> about Adele and he's really paraphrased oh. that well. It's well, just so uncomfortable. Well, Claire, you've nailed that. Thank you for joining us on this Thanks Monday. Thanks for doing your homework. Thank we appreciate you. it. <laughs> Jones the <and> Amanda. <laughs> Claire Stevens, uh, of course, you can hear on Mamma Mia, the podcast cancelled. Yes, relevant, relevant at the moment. Relevant. <laughs> Jonesy and Amanda's Damnation.